The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze Wait, Not a game. Not, a, not, a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, Stadium's NBA podcast. We got Ben Wittenstein. And Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house. How are we doing, Ben? We have day NBA games. Yes, we do. Which is always fun. So mm. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, love I watching am. games at noon on a Monday. Yeah, on a Monday is, is kind of funny, especially where that only means one thing, that it's a holiday. If something like that is transpiring, that just simply means that it's an, it's a holiday. So for Points in the Pain podcast, I want to wish everybody a happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And in case you didn't know, Ben, the NBA has played on MLK. I believe it's 36 out of the 37 years that MLK has officially my MLK Jr. has had an official holiday, which was in 1986. Put you a little on game, in case you were underwear, and just you know, just talk a little bit about you know Dr. King and his impact in terms of just sport and be, being able to just had an opportunity to bring people together because you know obviously without him, we probably wouldn't even be sitting co-side in, in these chairs together if it mm-hmm. wasn't for people like you know Martin Luther King Jr. So. Just to share that moment, you know, on this podcast, I just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's interesting that the the day has become, I don't know, not more and more special, but more and more significant as the years have gone on. Um, especially after twenty twenty two, you know, with with protesting and and people really seeing their voice be heard. I think it's it's pretty cool that the NBA still does this, and it's been a thing even before that, which I think is pretty neat that the NBA still recognized the importance of the day and the importance that it played to the players in the league and allowed them to play during the day and to show off basketball and to show off the sport and to show off the league and the players on, on a unique day like it is. Absolutely. You know, I believe, too, that most people who talk about, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., they usually say things about, like, his symbolism in terms of, like, the power of sport and being able to, you know, mm-hmm. understand the magnitude of, you know, like, the civil rights movement and, like, the racial justice that he fought for for people obviously of color and uh it's just been a phenomenon to see like how much progress we've made but how much more progress is necessary as we continue to move forward here in this country but as we transition into obt just one thing one thing Mm. we got this current team that's playing very well as we dive into one big thing of the week ben and that first team that's been playing so playing well so far in the east is who Well, it's the Boston Celtics, Mm. and they are currently beating the Charlotte Hornets as we speak, as we record. Uh, Dominant in the first half, as always. Okay. 66 points in the first half, going over their first-half team total, as they normally do against a bad defensive team. But they are the top team in the East. And I think the one big thing that we could talk about is it really does seem like now that we're in a mid-January, we're getting towards uh, the All-Star break pretty soon. It does seem like the top teams in the NBA are really finally starting to come to the top. And it seemed for a while, at least to start the season, that you couldn't really tell who the best of the best was. You had some good teams who you thought were going to be good play poorly, had some bad teams playing really well. 
But now you kind of have a clear-cut top of the league, at least in my opinion. And it seems like those top three right now are the Celtics, the Nuggets, and the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think those teams being have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. When you look at the when you look at the standings, right? You got Denver. I believe they're number one in the West as the recording of this they podcast. Are. Yeah, and you got the Memphis Grizzlies. They're sitting at the two spot. Yep. And then you know other teams after that probably are dealing with an injury or two. Now you look at the Denver Nuggets. I think they're the most healthiest team right now in the West. I don't think yeah, they have which any. Is shocking. I don't have. I don't think they have any notable injuries. John, John, Jamal Murray has played well. MPJ, I've seen him knock down some key shots. Obviously, they got the the man who could possibly win three MVPs in a row with Nikola Jokic. So yeah, he right. just knocked down a game winning shot the other night. So he's playing absurd. Like he's playing outstanding. Obviously, MVP level. Yeah. And so like they haven't really missed a beat since Jamal Murray's return, and like now they finally got like a healthier Michael Porter Jr. You look at Memphis. We've talked about it time and time again, Ben, right? It don't matter who's out in that lineup. They can still go out there and play yeah, some hard-nosed basketball. It's, it is kind of ridiculous they can do that. And to be honest, like, you kind of have come to expect that from the Grizzlies. But even with Ja out, like you said, they play well. They play it, well. It really is wild. And Taylor Jenkins has been – we know he's a good coach, and we know he can coach this team. And he's done a great job really juggling the lineups, juggling the injury issues. And like you said – you look at the up and down the West and the East, and these teams are struggling with injuries. The Grizzlies have struggled with injuries, and they are still number two. They're half a game out of first place. They're three, two and a half, three games in front of the next closest team. Yep. That's pretty dominant, and they've won nine in a row. They have won <laughs> nine in a row. You can't get much more dominant for the middle of January. I thought when they were around six, I thought they were going to kind of fizzle out the Memphis Grizzlies. When they had won six straight, I thought some of their opponents would be able to battle test them, especially yes. when I thought you know, the Grizzlies had some games where they were like short on rest, things of that nature. Man, you got John Moran over the weekend just dunking on any and any any and everybody being like, Yaka Porto clearly didn't learn. Nope. You can catch that in Zach and Preston 6, by the way. There you go. You know, that had to talk about that with John Moran. Being Check out the Twitter dunk, account. It's posted dunk, there if you don't know where to go. Dunking on any and everybody, being It's so ridiculous because it was a Smith kid for the Pacers. Yaka Porter got dunked on by John Morant twice. You got Donovan Mitchell on Twitter just telling John Morant, <laughs> just simply just get in the dunk contest. Yeah, right. And I think we all can agree with that. Like that all awesome. NBA fans, all basketball yeah. fans would love to see John Morant in the dunk contest. We would. That would be awesome. So the, my question to you, and the way we talked about these teams, I, I think I know the answer, but any of these three teams frauds? Um, the Celtics, we've seen what they've been able to do, right, Ben? They made the finals last season. Yep. It was a long time kind of coming because we were waiting on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to ascend to that peak of their They're career. another team that's been injury-plagued a little that's bit this true. year, too. That's true, because Jalen Brown, he has been out. He is out in this current game that they're playing as recording of this podcast. Yeah. Then you got, got Denver, healthy team right now, mm -hmm. Memphis Grizzlies. Healthy team, still a young team, so I'm not sure yet. But if there's any fraud that I got to put out there, it's a team that's kind of been around in these circles out in the West, and that's your boy, your doy son, and, you know, Denver Nuggets. I'm going to have to call them frauds, frauds for a slight second because they haven't been proven come playoff time. You know, they've okay. been this regular season team. They've been able to get it done. You know, on offensive end, defensive end, Mike Malone going deep into the bench. This, that, and the third come playoff time. It's all about the superstars. It's all about the matchup. The game slows down. You key in on Nikola Jokic. He sometimes doesn't have that help. 
that right. he needs. Yeah, I was watching that game yesterday against the Magic where they needed a Jokic three to, to win it. You see what I'm saying? Which, against the Magic. That's kind of bad. the Magic who are on the last leg of like a six-game road trip. They've been exhausted. They've been tired. They have a week, basically a week off after the game against the Nuggets. Yep. They should have been down in the dumps. The Nuggets should have beaten them by 15 to 20 points. Well. And the Magic, whatever happened, the Magic's defense was really impressive. And I don't know if the Nuggets – looked at them and saw okay maybe we could take a, a bit of a game off or they just didn't try as hard they didn't expect the type of defensive efficiency uh, uh, efficiency from the magic i don't know what it was they did not look great they didn't look like a team that was the top team in the western conference last so, night the other night they didn't if if we have to pick a fraud out of any of these and i hate to call the nuggets a fraud but they are one of the more question mark heavy teams for me because of their inconsistency we know if you can be a good regular season team, that's great. Tip of the hat to you, but it right. means absolutely nothing come playoff time. You have to be able to perform in the playoffs. And the Nuggets have struggled to do that at times, especially in key games. So I think Michael Porter Jr. being healthy is good. I think yep. him really kind of understanding his role is good as well. They have a decent bench. Jokic is playing at an MVP level again, and they have Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be the first time they're going to be in the playoffs with Jamal Murray for quite some time since the bubble. The bubble, yeah. And where he got hurt. So maybe. I really I'm I'm one of the Nuggets bigger fans. Yes. You someone are. who's not like they're not my main team, but I really do enjoy watching the Nuggets. So I hope they're not frauds. But if we have to pick fraud, I think it would have to be the Nuggets. Yeah, out of those, those three, three teams, yeah, it might have to be might have to be Denver, right? Memphis, they're still that team that's young, kind of yep. unproven, still got some things to do. I think they only they haven't made the Western Conference Finals under John Morant yet, so I think that's one of their next goals. I think we've yeah, seen Yeah, it's a nice logical step type yeah, of thing. Exactly. So I think the Nuggets, we've seen them reach that that point yeah. in Jokic's career. Now they got to reach the finals, and until they do that, this regular season dominance may yeah. not be, may just be smoke and mirrors. I hope not. Uh, what is the worry? What are you worried about? You worry too much. Bucks and the Bucks' health. Yeah. What's the worry? Because Giannis, he's out again. Yep. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton yeah. he's missed at least – 30 games, yep. at least 30 games. Yep, yep. Drew Holiday has been in and out. They haven't really found their cohesiveness. I was listening to a pregame last week, Ben, where they talk about they're one of the teams who struggle to share the ball. So they struggle. The, the they, yes, they struggle to share the ball so far this season in terms of like the assist rate. And so they probably need a guy like Joe Ingles to receive more minutes yeah. just to be out there and kind of create less pressure for Giannis. Now I know hoop fans. You hear a guy, you hear a name like Joe Ingles, and you think, boy, what you talking about? But Joe Ingles being, he goes out there and he's around that 17 19-foot range area yeah. where he's able to, like, dish and dive and be able to get his own shot, too, because he's pretty respectable in terms of, like, shooting a basketball, Joe Ingles. And so I think if they incorporate him into the offense a little more, they're a bit like Giannis will have less pressure on him mm -hmm. to be able to go out there and do more in terms of, like, rolling to the rim and instead of having the ball in his hand and yeah. have to make plays for himself. Yeah, Milwaukee is uh, 17th in the league in the assists per game, which is not great for a team that – has so many scores on that team. I would love to see Milwaukee fully healthy. I would love to see Joe Ingles with a Giannis, with a Chris Middleton, with a healthy Drew Holiday, yep. Bobby Portis. You know, they have they have mm -hmm. the guys and they have the team, but yeah, health health is an issue. And for a team that's been so deep into the into the playoffs multiple years, I can that's under, my concern. I kind of understand it. But yeah, you'd have to expect maybe by that time. Maybe give Giannis some more resting time. He, he doesn't have to that's go out and you be a 30-20 every night. Yeah, you know? and that's what you were saying, too, on one of the previous podcasts about like his 
usage and how much they've going to have to dial it back maybe in order to get the full Giannis Antetokounmpo, the full Greek freak that we've been accustomed to and seeing mm-hmm. throughout his career because he hasn't really had any notable injuries or anything like that. Where no. He's missed weeks at a time or anything like that. It's been the other guys on this team that's kind of fallen short behind him and haven't been able to stay healthy. Yeah. So hopefully the they get it together. Like with Giannis, he doesn't have anything to prove. Nope. To me, won an MVP. Yeah. Won in the finals Two. MVP. Won the finals. He has a ring. Like, there, there's not much more he needs to prove other than just adding to his legacy, which Absolutely. is if, if that's something he cares about. Yep. I understand him wanting to play. Yeah. But he can take it easy a little bit during the regular season. We're coming in the middle of January, middle of February, the dog days knows. of the NBA. Listen, he only knows one way. <laughs> I know. So you only want it to be one way. And I'm worried. <laughs> like Marlo for him. said off the wire, yep. you only want it to be one way. And that's his way. It's full throttle, 150 miles per hour. Every game, you never really see him like just taking off night. No, you don't, which is awesome. Like, you that is very rare in the NBA, and I commend him for it. But you got to be smart, you got to be not not just that, but you got to be smart in today's NBA. And LeBron has figured out that formula to a T. He's 38 and he plays like he's 30. <laughs> he might so, play like he's 20. <laughs> yeah, and he might, yeah, right. So, it's like that type of thing where it's just like LeBron's figured it out. I think Kawhi is taking it to the two bit of, a, of an extreme. Oh my goodness! But you can find that balance even in just something as simple as his rotations. You know, maybe he plays a little bit less minutes in the first half, and you save him for the second half type of thing in bigger games. So, I think that that's a lot on Budenholzer as well to really manage Giannis and make sure that he doesn't get hurt. Because what he's twenty eight, twenty eight. He's twenty eight. Yeah. He's got. Four more years of being just the most dominant player on a basketball court for Probably the most part. Probably longer than that, the way the NBA works yeah, right now. Yeah, and you would hope longer than that if he stays healthy. That's so, true. you know, once you get to 31, 32 is when we're going to start to see hopefully he can continue his level of play. But that's when you start to see some guys' bodies really react to the, to the length of an NBA season. And hopefully for Giannis, he knows that he has to take it a little easier. Now, you said before the start of the podcast, you said that Oklahoma City – Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, They're, it's it's okay for them and what they have going on, right? That's yes. what you said. You said I did. That even though that they've won, I believe what? How many games out of their last uh, ten? They've at least won six. a lot. I mean, they've been really good. Six yeah, out of the last exactly. ten. Exactly. Six won out of their last row. ten. They won it's three in a row. Oklahoma City Thunder, OKC. y'all. know we know how y'all, how we feel about OKC. Love them. But they supposed to be tanking, being, and you know that. They're supposed <laughs> to be, they supposed to be tanking for Victor Wimbayama. That, at least that's how they started the season. And you look at it now and where they're standing in the West, they're in the mix. That bottom half of that Western Conference, being is a little shaky now. You look through six through what? Six through probably 13, maybe mm-hmm. four. No, not 14. We won't include the Spurs. They got a whole – they got 30 losses. They got so, their whole issue. Yeah, going they got a whole Rockets. other issue. And they got five losses. Yes, the whole state of so, Texas outside of Dallas. It's, it's rough. <laughs> and, but here's the thing too, right? You look at the Rockets. You look at the Spurs. They have eight for the Spurs, and they have 11 for the, the Rockets. More losses yep. than OKC. Yep. The, OKC is not going to be in the running. For okay. the first overall pick. I think at this point, I think that ship has sailed when you're competing against teams as bad as the Spurs mm. and as bad as the Rockets and as bad as the Hornets and the Pistons. Okay. I mean, those all those teams are going to be competing for the number one spot. The Thunder at this point have shown, A, they're half a game out of the eighth spot. The I'm West. trying to tell you, listen, the Suns and, and the Thunder are right there. They got the same record. Ain't that half something? Half a damn game. They're one game out of the seventh spot and one and a half out of the sixth. So I think at this point, if you're the Thunder – you go for it. You just because go for you know it. what? You're going to have a number one overall pick next year with Chet Holmgren. 
coming back. That's true. And hopefully he's that's healthy. That's true. That, that's very true. I like, of, I like that thought process. And also the amount of picks the Thunder have is stupid. No, insane it is. first rounder. So maybe you, if, if you feel good about this season, if this season goes well, maybe you ship off some of those first rounders for a little bit more of a veteran talent. All right. And next year you really make a run for it. Because with some with Josh Giddy, with Shea Gilgis Alexander, Chet Holmgren coming mm-hmm. back, Lou Dort as a role player. If you add a solid veteran, and by veteran I mean twenty eight to thirty years old, a guy who can really come in and contribute and be maybe the first option or maybe the second to third option, you you got a stew going. You you got a team. You, you got something <laughs> you got something going well there for OKC. So I, I think if I'm the Thunder that's my plan because I have a ton of picks for the next couple of years. First round picks for next year, the year after, the year after that. I'm not worried about Victor Wembanyama at this point. I'm worried about this team making the playoffs, getting the young guys some playoff experience. All right. And then going from there and using maybe those draft picks as assets to bring in some veteran players to really make a run next season. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at these standings, man. I just like I'm just amazed by like how any 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 game any night any stretch at any any moment in this seat in this season mm-hmm. you could just fall off the face of the earth like yep. Oklahoma City could really they've won three in a row they could win another three and really be outside of the playing is that yeah it's wild because the Los Angeles Clippers refuse to play their star players yep or they're hurt or whatever the scenario is going on in in, in LA not named the LA Lakers yep. LA Lakers we know their scenario day to day Davis is day to day Davis he's not healthy yep but you look at this OKC team being the Phoenix Suns are right there Utah Jazz yeah. right there Blazers right there like they're little the Thunder are in the mix they're no longer in the sweepstakes for Victor Wembanyama no anymore. I mean if this was a thirteen win team. I would say differently, but they've won 21 games this season. Their win total for the year was, was 24, 20, yeah. 23 and a half, They're 24. They're going to surpass that. I bet the over. Not nice. to brag. Not but to brag. Listen, humble brag. A little bit of humble brag. But again, they, they're going to way surpass their team total. They're going to way surpass expectations. They're a great team to bet on as an underdog. They're just a great team to watch because they play so well together. They play well. Josh Giddy, you know that, that hair. Yeah. That hair I think you go, you go for the playoff experience this season. I think that's the move. Right. Is you, you go for the playoff experience. The best thing you can get for this team is, is a playoff series and teach them what it means and how to win a playoff series because at some point the team is going to have to grow up. You have so many young guys, you have so many picks that you want them to get that experience as soon as possible. And the last thing you want too, just just one last thing, you don't want your team to become like a farm system. No. So you're just developing players and then you for other teams, right? Like you don't want you don't just be that team, right? No, I I agree. So my worry with the Thunder. I think they're smart enough to know that they shouldn't tank more. I hope they are. Okay. Presti seems like a smart guy, and the team seems like they're actually trying to win. So I think at this point they know that they, they go for it. Okay. They're, they're almost in a spot where they don't even have to be in a play-in. We'll game. see. Yeah, you're right, and we'll see. We'll see. It's only a matter of time until we get that weird notification with SGA. Oh, he's out a month. Yeah, right. For right. So, like Something y'all stupid. lying. Yeah. And now the tank is on. Uh, word on the streets. Got yeah. some rumors floating around mm-hmm. the ether. And, and like it's as we transition this, it's, I think it's just pretty interesting how we talked about Oklahoma City and maybe how they may need an extra piece. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few teams out there that may be looking to get rid of some guys or even add some guys to their roster, being yeah. to make their team better. So, all right, first up on the docket, the Cavs are pursuing a three-team trade. I mean, that's the rumor mill out there with John Collins. John, so, like, what do you think so of the that? Bulls, uh, the Bulls getting in there? The Bulls may get up in there. Now, do you believe, as a Chicago Bulls fan, do you believe they need to blow it up? Are you? And before you answer the question, I know they lost the picks with Vucevic and this and that, but just don't even include the whole pick scenario, the draft scenario. 
Look at the roster right now, currently constructed. Yes, Lonzo Ball is hurt. Do you believe, Ben, they need to blow the roster up for mm. yours? That's a tough question because it, I think the draft picks play some sort of a spot in there. I think right now with the Bulls, the way the team is is playing, this is a fringe playoff team. Okay. This is a team that will compete for probably a play-in spot. All if right. If they're lucky, they maybe get that seven, They get that six spot. They don't have to compete for a play-in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the ceiling. I think the ceiling is a six spot. Okay. Like if everything else, if everything goes right for the team, six spot. I think is you're really happy with that. But if not, they're in a playing position, and they're really, really close. If not already there, to being there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. A purgatory NBA team, which is the worst spot to be in the NBA. You're not winning, but you're not losing enough to get draft picks. So they are right on the cusp. They're right on the edge of being that purgatory team that, you know, maybe they get the 10th spot. They're in the playing game. They have one fun playoff game. They Mm -hmm. lose. They're out. You know, I think that that's a very realistic scenario for this Bulls team. So I don't 100% know where this team is going to go. They're kind of screwed. They're kind of oh screwed. They gosh. don't have picks for the future. They're not bad enough to fully tank. What did to I get tell him pick. not to do? It's a, don't mention them picks. It's he bad. He still had to they mention them picks. They play such a big part because then without <laughs> picks, you can't tank. So if you're not going to tank, at least you're going to try to make the playoffs. So that's what they're trying to do, I think, at this point. They know they can't tank. They're just going to try to make the playoffs. They're just going to try to get into a playing game. And good luck to them, I guess. You know, I, I don't. I just don't know. DeMar's been hurt. Zach's been a bit wishy-washy. He's been all right. Vooch is finally starting to look really good, but they've had injuries to players, and who knows with Pat Williams. He's good one week, bad the next. It's just the most wishy-washy purgatory team that I have seen in a long time. It's funny because Zach Levine's no-trade clause was lifted over the weekend. Don't know if you saw that news, but him and Bradley Bill both – no trade clauses were lifted over the weekend. They say Kyle Kuzma made one out. I'm going to just De- – uh, D'Angelo Russell, he's on the trade block. Bogdanovich from yeah. the Detroit Pistons. The Clippers are eyeing Mike Conley. Why, I don't know because they already have John Wall and Reggie Jackson yes. over there. So that's kind of strange, and that's a little odd. But of the, of the players that I just named, being who would maybe be a fit for the Chicago Bulls, you can even include John Collins in there. To get oh, to, for the Bulls? Just, yeah. Bogdanovich. Okay. Sure. They need threes. They, they need, need threes. Point shooting. All right. Bogdanovich would be, I think, a great asset to that bull. He would be, and I was going to say, even just not for the Bulls, I think Bogdanovich probably gets moved. Okay. And I would, I mean, their asking price is pretty high. Apparently, is they're asking for like a first rounder and a young player. So I don't know how many teams specifically fit that exact scenario. Especially like winning teams. Right. And I don't I don't blame Detroit for that asking price. I think that's a good ceiling and maybe you you negotiate yeah, down to get, something else. Yeah, they're trying to rebuild too and get their team together. Uh, Bogey's 20 points a night. 20 Guy's 20 points, points a night. Two or three threes. His Probably defense more than is all right. But listen, he's he'll give you offense. And he will out and he's not a number one guy. He's not a number two guy, but as a number three guy that'll give you twenty points tonight, that's really solid. He'll he'll spread. Well, the floor. you gotta remember he getting twenty points for the pistons. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> he's getting true. twenty points for that's Detroit true. Pistons. That's a good point. And I think he's going to be moved. I don't know why Detroit would keep him, right. especially trying to tank. So he should be moved. The Clippers eyeing Conley, honestly, it, it makes a little bit of sense. I don't trust Reggie Jackson as a starting point guard. That's fair. John Wall's injured a lot. I don't. I mean, hopefully he's healthy come playoff time. Right. But I think they see him as 
He can be on un, un. But who knows if your main guys are never playing? Man. Right, that's true. If Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are essentially never playing, I mean, they play sometimes. Yeah. Then how do playing. we know like what their roster even supposed to look like full form? We never get ten straight games. Right. We went from three to five. Now I'm at ten now because y'all <laughs> might have played three games straight or made have played five, but right. I know for sure they have not been played. 10 games straight yeah. together. And, and so, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's tough. And I think with John Wall being in and out, maybe they're like, we just can use another veteran player. And I'm sure the Jazz are maybe trying to get rid of him if they get another asset right. back because they are starting to lose a lot more games. But see, that's weird too, right? What, what do the Jazz, jazz want to do? Because what do the <laughs> Jazz want to do? Because they got Jordan Clarkson and that whole situation yeah. with him. And he want to fight everybody on the court and <laughs> yep. got that whole thing going. But like, do they get rid of Jordan Clarkson and Utah Jazz? Do they move him? Do they sure. move Mike Conley to go in, a different, go in that direction that we initially thought they were going to go into? Now they got a all-star in Laurie Marketing, the yep. finisher mm-hmm. from Finland, yeah. doing his thing. And now you you look at this team, they're only, what, one game below 500. So we don't even know the landscape of the Utah Jazz and whether or not they want to tank, Ben. Yeah, and I like Walker Kessler, too. I mean, he's been he's been good for them Yeah, uh, he's been well. he's been solid. They rookie. have some solid pieces. So, yeah, I don't know what the Jazz are trying to do. They're 10th right now in a playing scenario game, but they've lost three of their or seven of their last 10. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird team. So maybe they're trying to get rid of Conley, maybe bring in some extra assets, draft picks, something like that. It'll be interesting. I think there's going to be some big star movement come come trade deadline time. Um, I just don't know who. I don't know if Bradley Beal's going to be traded. I would be surprised if Chicago finds a trade partner for Zach Levine Okay. Uh, since his contract is so high, but he has shown that he could still be valuable. So maybe the Bulls maybe get a first-rounder out of him. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I would be surprised if they do trade him, but – Bradley Beal leaving Washington, I mean, I feel like that's been a rumor since I was born. Like <laughs> That's fair. He's, him, him leaving Washington, and he's come out and said, you know, I love Washington, love the city, love yes. the team, but yeah. that was a while ago. So mm-hmm. things change since then, especially in the NBA. They change pretty damn fast. Quick. Um, Celtics, I don't know. Nuggets, or Grizzlies. Of those three teams, right, which team needs to make a move? Of those three teams. Which team needs to make a move out of those Ooh. three? Putting him on the spot today. I know. I mean, I would probably say the Celtics, and I would just say it from a defensive standpoint. They probably need a a shot blocker. That's Robert. No. What about Robert Williams (sighs) for the Nuggets? No, the uh, no. I would say the Nuggets probably need. Oh, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets because I was watching them against Orlando again. Bull Bull. It was looked like he was playing a middle school team. I told you, listen. First of all, Bull Bull is fun as hell. Yeah. If you have not watched Bull Bull, go watch a Magic Mm -hmm. game. That dude is hilariously fun. Because that's what I was going to get at, too, when they played the Nuggets. Like, hold on. He played against his former team. I think he put up like 15 points. He was playing well. I know they ain't get the dub. No one could guard him inside. Yeah, he was still getting his own. And he had a move. He had a moment where he was at the top of the key and Jokic was guarding him. And he done penetrated to the lane off the crossover and got the dunk Mm -hmm. over Nikola Jokic, his former teammate. You know, I was loving that. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like one of those things. Things where it's like, listen, I was watching him, and you're thinking, all right, they they have no answer to Bobo, and there's not a lot of <laughs> there's not a lot of guys that that would be able to guard Bobo, but E7-2. the Nuggets were struggling. <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets the Nuggets were struggling. So you know, I don't know. They're one of the they're they're one of the better teams in preventing opponent rebounds, which is pretty impressive. I just if I'm looking at any team, because the, the thing you you going off the eye I'm going off the eye I'm going off what I'm watching here. So I, I don't know. I think the Nuggets probably could be ones to make moves. I like their roster. I think the Grizzlies are fine as long as they're fully healthy. Celtics are for sure fine as long as they're fully healthy. Man, if they had, imagine if the Celtics had Gallinari. 
Because you know he's on the roster, so yeah. he just hasn't played because of the ACL injury. It's, they would be even better. And they're amazing now. Yeah, so and they offensively, would be like, they would be like, it'd be They would score 100 absurd. points each half. Like, it would be really stupid. So, I think the Nuggets, if, if I have to choose between those three teams, I'd say the Nuggets maybe get some more defenders on that team. But they've been playing so well. It's tough. It's tough to when, – when a team has been playing so well, and I'm of that mindset where it's like – and I do this even when I play 2, 2K career mode and, like, my GM. It's like, if my team's playing well, I'm not going to make a move. You don't There's need to. There's no need to make a move. Don't <laughs> screw up something that's working is my thought process for <laughs> that's that. That's fair. <laughs> and it sometimes works for me in 2K. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it don't. That's all good, though. <laughs> never will I ever. Yeah. I, yeah. What, what are you never going to do? Kyrie, without – I don't know what this is, but, you know, when you anticipate being – you just expect, you know, if a, if a star player is out, Another star player step up. Yeah. Step up, perform well, play well, do what they're supposed to do. Right. Right. Brooklyn Nets, you know, no Kevin Durant. He's out. So I'm thinking, you know, number 11 is going to go out there and play well and get his point total. Yeah. That he's supposed to go out there and get as the second best player on the team. Best player on the team when Kevin Durant is not out. I mean, when he's not in. Oh, no. He go out there and he stink up the joint, go seven for 20, 35%, one for seven from three, Mm -hmm. 14%, 17 lousy points. But I think they won. I think they did win, but that just wasn't good enough for me, Ben, because I didn't take – nope, they lost, actually. And I'm glad <laughs> and I didn't take <laughs> them. To the Thunder? Yeah. yeah, they lost to the Thunder. The Thunder. Look Josh at that. They, they lost to the Thunder. They can't stop Josh Giddey. Or SGA. Neither yeah. one. It's they great. both was going to work. Taking turns, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – you would expect Kyrie to, to step up. and Get his not. point total. Yeah. That's all I want. That's what they need. That's what they need. They need – You they, know Ben Simmons ain't getting it. How many did they score against the Thunder? 101? What was it, 102? 102. 102. That's not enough points. Come on. You're already missing 30 points from Kevin Durant. Yeah, at home. Come on. Um, On top of that, something I will never do, uh, bet on full NBA games. I can't do it. Background, just a full context, folks. Full background story with this one. Because last week in the office, Ben was getting a lot of praise for his quarter bets in the NBA. Yes. His NBA quarter bets, whether it's second quarter, whether it's the first quarter team total points, whether it's third quarter spread. Love it. Whatever it is, it's absurd. It's a little degenerate, if I might add to it. Maybe borderline with the (laughs) I I might need some help. Yeah, he might need a little help. But talk about how the quarters have been effective for you versus the full game in the NBA. Yeah, so my thought process here, whether it's flawed or not, is I would rather bet on specific segments of NBA games than full segments. And I have been trying to keep track of some of these full spread bets mm-hmm. throughout the past couple weeks and days. They are tight. Quick hitter, too. They that's a are quick tight. hitter. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, you get the bet quickly, which is great for the quarter See, and the halves. It's great. But with the full game, the lines are so tight. They are so – they oftentimes half of them, at least more than half, come within one or two points of the point spread. It's just right now – the market really understands these teams fully, at least for a full game. But you can take advantage of some of these things the teams do well, whether it be halftime, first quarter. You know, the Celtics for a first half, they're going to score 55-plus points, okay. probably 60-plus. So that's something you can really hang your hat on. That's something you can bet on All right, for stuff like that. You can find specific strengths for these teams that they do well better than 60 70% of the time, mm-hmm. which I like a lot more than betting them in a full – because sometimes in a full game, you just don't know what you're going to get. Listen, you just I'm don't betting, know. I'm betting the full game. I just I need can't. To know, I need to know what's going to happen. I can't do it. It's, all, it's either all or nothing. I can't go first quarter, then they come out sluggish. And I can give you an example See, of happen. that. Yeah, like the no, Bucks, that'll happen. Remember, I, we had this conversation before on the podcast about the Bucks. Yep. I wanted their first their first quarter points. They go out there and score 17. I can't get busy with 17, being I'm not going to get the green, the green check mark. 
mark off right. 17 points when their team total is like 28 and a half, 29 and a half. That's not going to get the job done. Sure. So I just rather them take, okay, they came out sluggish first quarter, but they might still end up winning the game. So I might just take them just to win straight up <laughs> live or something. Yeah, just, I, I'm, I love betting NBA games live. I love doing that. Especially with underdogs and teams that, you know, maybe have struggled in the first half and come back in the second half. Because exactly. as we've seen in the NBA, you can have a 20-point lead. It's not safe. Ain't nothing safe. It's not safe, especially in today's NBA when you have guys all the way down to Jordan Clarkson who can somehow score 10 points in a quarter. Like, these guys <laughs> have players that can go off whenever. Yeah, and defense, defense is taking a backseat to the offense, especially this season and the past few seasons, of course. But this season, for sure, we've seen 15, 20. 25 point leads diminish, diminish pretty damn quickly. Oh, yeah. Luca. So, yeah. It was rough. I mean, when you have superstars like <laughs> Donovan that. Donovan Mitchell, sorry I, to bring that up. Yeah, right. That was <laughs> 71 points. Is, that's rough to give up. That's never, you don't, you never feel good about that. I, I'm sorry I brought that that's, up. That's, yeah, come on. I was having a great day, and I, I think Donovan Mitchell, 71 points, torching the Bulls. And then, But that's the thing, right? If, if you see a team who has a superstar like that who's down 15 points, they're going to fight. They're going to keep fighting because it's the some. NBA. So some of them are. Kyrie let me down. So. Oh, yeah, right. So maybe not the Nets. <laughs> maybe the Nets are a little bit of a mentally weak team there without KD. So I, I like live betting. I like live betting big underdogs. If you can get a team that's you know down 15, 20 points, you get them plus 10, mm-hmm. plus 11, maybe they'll make a bit of a comeback. So I'm, I'm just – I like to bet the smaller segments. Give me the quarters. Give me the player props. I'm fine with a nice little player prop. And the other thing, too, with the NBA is you don't know who's playing until like an hour or two before the game. So you really have to make up in your mind by then the lines start moving and everything. So give me the smaller bets. Give me the smaller it. segments. Give I me the player it. props. Give me the live bets. Just those full spreads. stuff. <laughs> That's how you lose the bankroll. It's hard out here for a me. Maybe I'm just stupid <laughs> for the live bets or for the, for the full game bets. What's on a hotline as we can conclude this portion of the podcast? Damon Cobb, he says LeBron may pass Kareem before the All-Star break. I agree wholeheartedly. Is there like a counter out there? Is there like a... There's a tracker. NBA.com. You can check out that LeBron James point tracker. He is on his way to, you know, passing Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I believe he's only 364 points. 364. Yeah, 364 points How much does he average a game? And I was trying to do the average being of like how many points he got to average over the course of the next maybe like 15 games before he's able to like surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think it was like I had 15. You got 13. I divided 364 by 28 if he scores 28 28 a game. Okay, you did it at 28 points. I just did it at like 25. So if he did 25 points a game. Oh, okay. So yeah, that sounds about right. At minimum, at age 38, I say about at least 15 games left, 364. Yeah, if he scores 25 a game, it's yeah, about 15, 15 games. 15 games left. And, and if we check the calendar, I'm pro- I'm pretty confident that's going to be before the All-Star. Yeah, so say it's 15, 20 games. He, he's probably not going to play every game, right? I hope so. Um, you got to play them all for it to only matter. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm counting it up. This is 11, 13, 15. His 15th game is February 13th. That's probably the the, the game before the All-Star weekend. And then the All-Star, yeah, the All-Star weekend would be, yeah. So he can end it. Literally. It would be. This is the last game before All Star Weekend. Would be the so his sixteenth game would be the last game because then he has an eight game break against the Pels. Against the Pels. Like, see, look at that. He can do it before All Star Weekend. So he's I'm, got I'm sixteen games. So you, as long Damon. as he gets twenty five plus a game, he can he can secure the bag. Looking bat. good. Yeah. And it's so good. crazy, right? Because like he's a pass first player throughout his career, LeBron James. That's mm-hmm. what he's been considered as. Never was clutch. Never took the last shot. This, that, and the third. You fast forward twenty years later, being mm-hmm. twenty years later, he's he surpassed. Who? Magic Johnson for assist total. Yep. 
passed Michael Jordan for most points and Karl Malone. And he's about to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's like, what other accolades can he really accomplish for you to really have that art, that conversation about hey, he him titles, being the bro. best player? He needs player? the titles. Oh, my he needs goodness. the rings. He needs the rings. Got to have the rings yeah. on the finger. That's the Chicago. That's the Chicago with him right there. Yeah, I got to have 12 rings. <laughs> I don't like him until he gets 12. <laughs> Ridiculous! It is ridiculous. It's impressive. He's gonna do it before half, before the All Star break. It's it's absurd. Like crazy. Thirty eight thousand. He's only two people with thirty eight thousand points. Him and Kareem. Him and wow. a seven footer. That's so super. you got a forward and a seven footer. Yep. Uh, Mike J says, "Say what you want, but the Clippers are more disappointing than the Lakers." I agree. Wanna know do why? you? Yes. You want to know why I agree? And I know. I would say individual players are more disappointing. Oh, mm, I, I feel that. But the Lakers at least won a championship. Under LeBron's tenure. That's true. We still waiting on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George just to reach the Western Conference Finals. That we still waiting on that being. So yeah. you so you look at it from that perspective, the long, the whole totality of both sides, when when the Clippers acquired Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and the Lakers acquired Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and we supposed to get this battle of LA. Yeah. We haven't gotten the battle it's of not. LA. Only one team has done what they're supposed to do, and yeah. we got one team who's who's a fraud. Clippers are a fraud right now. It's been now. like a slap battle. That's about all it's been. At the been playground, in the sandbox. Fight. Yep. <laughs> it's in a pillow fight. Yeah, it's not great that but neither of these teams are really that menacing, to be honest. And the Clippers, the Lakers are just funny when when they lose because of the Lakers. The Clippers are just sad. It's just sad. It You're is like, this sad. Is, what, come on. like These, these guys are kind of trying to win. With the Lakers – I think LeBron kind of knows the They've team around They've been getting the short end of the stick, too, with the refs at the end. Yeah, like yeah, that, the that Westbrook call, up. that nine call, yeah. that's bad. They zoomed in, and Embiid is literally gr- holding on hand, yeah. to his shooting arm. That's his shooting arm, by the way. So it's like it's, yeah. it's been tough for the Lakers. That's true, and they've lost three in a row. They probably should have had a chance to win at least two of those two games. Two of those games, with, yes. Uh, with help from the officials. So mm-hmm. I, I get that part, and that's tough for the Lakers. They're still going to be pushing for a playoff spot. Yep. Clippers are just sad. <laughs> it's just sad they when they are lose. Sad. Like, you have all this talent, half play, half dozen, and then when they do play, sometimes you play well, other times you're just embarrassing. It's very, it very bizarre. It, they're, they're a weird, sad little team sometimes. Sad little team. Being It's, just, it's ridiculous because – you know, I wrote that article beginning of the season yep. where I believe how every team was going to finish and how they were going to, how well they were going to do or how bad they were going to do. Yep. Oklahoma City was supposed to be a team that was tanking. They're not. It looks like they're not tanking. But then you got the Clippers. That was a team that I projected to have the best regular season record being yep. 60 and 22. They got the talent. And they just been making me look like a straight up clown, <laughs> just straight clown emoji the whole way. Yeah. Every, everyone thought they were going to win 50-plus games. They were going to be great. Finals contender. I think I said I thought they were going to be a finals contender. And they have just been They have one game over 500. Disgusting. They already got the 22 losses that I was talking about. <laughs> I said 60 and 22. They so already gross. got the 22 losses. Just ridiculous. Three just and seven ridiculous. last 10. Yeah, that's embarrassing. And yet they're sixth in the West. <laughs> and they're sixth in the West. So that just goes to show you how rough the West is out there. So stupid. So we appreciate Mike J. And we appreciate you, everybody. Damon for uh, checking in on the hotline as we conclude this edition of the Points in the Pain podcast presented by Stadium. I'm Zach Badgerhouse. That was my main man. It's been Winston. You can catch us on Twitter at our social handles, respectively. Of course, follow at Points Paint on wherever you get your socials, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can catch these lovely faces on Stadium's YouTube channel yes. as we conclude this edition of the Points in the Pain YouTube. podcast. 773-273-9088. That's the voicemail hotline or you can hit us on any of those social handles. You'll hear from us next week.